To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. This go-around here, as we wrap up April, we're going to talk about are we flirting with disaster, some areas where we might be messing around with some financial things that could get us into some bigger trouble. And some of these are pretty easy to fix. So if you are thinking that this might be a problem for you, reach out to Kyle, have a conversation with him. A lot of times, some of this stuff is pretty easy. Some of those things take a little bit more planning, but that is the point. So if you have some questions, need some help, reach out to Kyle at his website. It's going to be mocanwealth.com, M-O-K-A-N, wealth.com, or give him a call at 913-257-3991. Kyle, welcome in, my friend, and congrats on baby number two. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's, uh, I think yesterday, I was in my office for the first time in four weeks. Okay. I was you know, still working from home, but... Right. Went back to the office, but everything's going well. Baby's healthy. Good. Mom's doing well and healthy. That's awesome. We're getting some decent sleep. So (laughs) I think the uh, trend from the first one went to the second one, and we're going to have a good sleeper. Hey, man, that's lucky. So, you know, a lot of times when on the second one, it's usually the complete opposite of what happened with the first one. So, hey, knock on wood, so far, so good. So uh, kudos there. Maybe you're not flirting with disaster uh, in that realm, in the sleep realm. But let's talk about it from the financial realm, Kyle. I got a couple things here. Just shed some light on these for us and some ways to maybe fix these. And a lot of these are, like I said, a couple of these, the first couple ones at least anyway, are pretty easy fixes often. So out-of-date legal documents. Uh, this could just be a simple thing, a simple call to your your attorney or your advisor who can work with the attorney on getting this done. But what are some ramifications if we don't? You know, the idea of legal documents. I don't know if people think about it as like estate planning or, you know, durable power of attorney of whatever they wanted to make. You know, maybe it's just a simple will. Mm -hmm. More times than not, you know, this stuff's just floating around everywhere. You don't realize you don't have it in order until you realize you need them. So maybe you have this all in order already because maybe you've experienced it with your parents and, you know, spending hours and hours and hours, you know, searching for documents and looking into emails and whatnot. So it's always good to have that updated. But you know, one thing you always want to do is you know get your affairs in order sooner rather than later. It could be something just simple by you know getting those important papers, getting some copies of legal documents all in one place. You know, maybe you decide right. to file or whatever you do, whether it's through the trust. I don't know. It could just be through a desk a desk drawer for all that it matters. But just kind of getting all that in one place, and then maybe just you know tell a trusted family member or a friend depending on who this is all for, obviously, right? kind of where you put those. I think that would be you know, the simplest, easiest step to do from there. Well, a lot of times when we think about some of these things, we might have gotten them, put them in place, especially for a lot of our listening audience, retirees, pre-retirees. You might have had some of these for a while, and we do tend to set them in some place and forget it, but maybe some things have changed. So it's worth having a conversation just to make sure that you do uh, have them up to date uh, or whatever the case might be. And again, a lot of times it's a pretty easy fix if there is just a couple things. Uh, and we're talking what, you know, durable power of attorney, medical power of attorney, possibly a will, yeah. trust. Those are the big I mean, four. You got, it could be personal records where you got location of living will and legal documents. I don't know. Anything educational, employer-based. Right, right. You know, birth certificates, death certificates, addresses. Okay. Um, Social security information. Right, right. And then, you know, like your financial records, that's going to be more common. People kind of have that in order where it's like, 
you know, your sources of income, social security information, bank account information, investment income, you know, copies of tax returns. So there's kind of different categories for that. Okay. Well, let's move to the next piece because some of those are going to fall in there a little bit with these when you're talking about the beneficiary designations and having those maybe incorrect. I mean, how many advisors have stories of, uh, you know, a re-second marriage or whatever and, you know, the the prior spouse was left on a real old policy that you forgot about uh, or whatever the case is. So give us some thoughts there and some different kinds of uh, places where the BDs might be found. Yeah. Typically on those older, let's say employer accounts, you know, you first, maybe you've been with the company 25, 30 years, you know, <laughs> your first day in, they're going to pile you up with a stack of paperwork and you're right. just filling it out. Right. And, you know, who knows what the beneficiaries were at that time. Typically, beneficiary designations change over time, whether it's just relationship or adding on. So this could easily apply to your 401ks, your life insurance, um, even some private sector stuff. But again, it's really important to get those updated. If you do have some of that legal uh, estate planning stuff set up, you know, making sure trusts or whatever are listed properly as the owner mm-hmm, yeah. on some accounts or as the beneficiaries. But, you know, stuff changes over time. Maybe it's the birth of a new child. I was going to say, you, you just, just want to yeah. make sure that that stuff's listed properly because beneficiary designations on accounts will override anything in the courts yep. to, the highest, to the highest courts. Yep. You know, if you have matter, right? an old spouse on there as your primary, but your trust says it's supposed to do this, the beneficiary designation will override the trust. Yep. So it doesn't matter if, you know, what, even if your will says something else or whatever, if that's who you've got listed, that's where it's going. And, you know, obviously like, you know, you guys just had a new baby. And so contingent beneficiaries, sometimes people don't do that. So you're, you know, you're going to have your spouse typically, but you might've had your first child. Well, now you might want to go ahead and put the second child on in the unlikely event that something that happens to one of or both of you at the same time, then you have both people listed. And of course, now that you know, you've got that new little person in life, uh, it's always a good idea to do, do those things. I had a couple of advisors tell me years ago, Kyle, that think about some of the big D's, if you will, as a reason to uh, update these, whether you had a death in the family, uh, a disability, a divorce, you know, or at minimum, you know, you know, every decade review this, although it really should be, you know, probably every year or every couple of years. And your advisor, if you're working with someone, should remind you and ask you about that. Hey, has anything changed? Do we need to update anything? And it's definitely a communication thing. You want to bring that up if you know that something's happened or, you know, they're going to want to ask you that on an annual or at least a semi-annual basis. Yeah. And age of the beneficiaries, you know, obviously important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Especially if it's a lot, you know, if it's a life insurance policy and that's kind of where the estate stuff comes in. Like if you're a minor or what if you don't want to pass all this on to them at once, mm-hmm. right. that's kind of where the estate planning would come into place too. Very true. Uh, all right. So those two, again, they can, be, they can be fixed pretty easy. A lot of times a phone call or a conversation, make a few, fill out a few forms, bada boom, you're done. Uh, especially if you already had them in place. Now, this next one might take a little bit more work, but that's why you're you know, working with an advisor, do some planning. And that's the ticking tax time bomb. And as a matter of fact, it's probably going to keep ticking. Uh, we've since uh, at the time we're taping this, Kyle, we've hearing the conversations about the capital gains tax. We're getting ready to hear about uh, another one point nine trillion to go before Congress for families and, and schooling. And uh, we've spent a lot of money here in the last you know two years. And so is this time bomb getting bigger for the taxes? Absolutely. I think anybody who's watched some media and done some research understands that the, the tax train's coming. You know, are you going to be on the track or are you going to be off it? You know, <laughs> right. you can't. You can't get out of the way of paying your fair share of taxes, but you know you do have the election of how and when you do want to pay those. And 
I think a lot of people today invest their money based upon looking back at like 08, 09 and like how to avoid that from happening. Right. But we just live in a way bigger, I don't know if you want to call it a bubble or whatever you want to call, but you know, the next thing, it's really the national debt and the low interest rate. That's kind of what's. There's a log jam coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's kind of causing everything right now. So it's a different scenario. So the tax time bomb you know, that could apply to your tax deferred accounts, which you've been saving your whole lives for. And, you know, you got a million dollars in your IRA. That's not your million dollars, you know, a portion of it's the government's and uh, increasing taxes, whether it happens in the next two years or 10 years, whatever um, that could, that's kind of that time bomb there. Or it could be, you know, passing your money on to your kids is where they're going to get a bigger chunk of that with that new Secure Act. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, they just made the change on that, right? The IRS came out so and kind it, of defined kind those of rules. Hidden, yeah, it's kind of a hidden tax, but it's really mm-hmm. they're forcing larger withdrawals, which means more taxes. Yeah. So not only was the stretch IRA eliminated uh, with the Secure Act going into nineteen, of course, then we had the pandemic to kind of sidetrack us. But the IRS just recently just made uh, some announcements about how they're going to take the that ten years that we now have to take a uh, an IRA that we leave to a family member. How we have to take that out and our basically it's RMDs, right? So we're going to have to take out some annual things and there's taxes in there. So a lot of places where we're going to start to see these little things chipping away. And to your point, we can't control what the government's going to do or how they're going to tax things, but we can try to be as efficient and find the ways that we can be most, I guess, beneficial to our retirement nest egg, you know, tax efficient wise. So certainly worth having those conversations. Uh, At least one more here, Kyle, before we wrap up, and that's no plan for long-term care expenses. Just avoiding it like we keep doing, even if you're worried about the taxes or you're worried about, you know, just in general, how you're going to be getting by with this, that, or the other, just kind of not paying any attention to long-term care is also standing on the tracks to use your prior analogy. Yeah, you just need some type of plan. Like if you're listening today, you've already decided what you're doing. You know, <laughs> you either um, have long term care insurance or you don't, and you've made up your mind. Not having long term care insurance is still a plan, right? Right. There's a, multiple ways to address it. You know, as long as you have your money invested properly and you understand that, you're just going to be self insuring at some point and using your own assets, you know, to pay for that care. And if you're okay with that, and you're properly invested and you have the funds to do that, then, you know, that's typically a pretty good way to go. But again, when nobody has that crystal ball of how we're going to need it, if we're going to need it and how long we're going to need it, you know, if you're married, how long is your surviving spouse going to live? And yeah. are you using, are you using some of the funds to self-insure that, you know, he or she might need to live off of? Yeah. Well, the statistics are pretty good that you may, you know, one of well, what is it? Seven out of every 10, two out of every three. So there's a good chance, even if it's a shorter long-term care event, there's a good chance that uh, you or your spouse might need something uh, as we are aging. So there's four big ones. I got one more. We can squeeze it in real fast. The classic 60-40 portfolio, Kyle, might, where might that be kind of flirting with disaster? Is it just because it's maybe too outdated? Yeah, I think in our planning practice and looking at everything, we, uh, the 60-40 portfolio is dead. We have a, a low interest rate environment. And if you go with that model, that's fine. You're just not going to be able to get the amount of income that you could right. when it was first. Well, the 40% is for bonds, right, Kyle? And what you're saying? Yeah, so with, 40, yeah. 60% stock equity, 40% fixed income holdings, which is usually bond related. Um, so if you're trying to get those yields, you were back in the 90s and you know, you're just taking on riskier bonds. Right. So We all know that know, the rates I are think, low. Yeah. I think when you're investing with your conservative funds, you kind of have to look at the challenges that are going on now and moving forward and, mm-hmm. you know, looking for the, the structured places where you can actually get those 
incomes, whether it's through dividends or whatever. Yeah. Typically that's a little bit better than going into, you know, fixed income holdings or bonds. It just carries the, a little bit more risk. Well, there are some alternatives as well, because people might say, well, that's traditionally what we would do is we want to kind of peel back some of the risk as we get older. And that's where that 60-40 moving to bonds kind of, you know, we hear those axioms all the time. So there are other ways to look at some other types of investments. It's not just that, but it's really a matter of having those conversations, getting educated and learning what might be beneficial for you uh, to peel off some risk, but also still find a way to stay ahead of inflation and all those kinds of things. So as always, if you got some questions about that stuff, folks, just reach out to Kyle, give him a jingle, have a conversation. Uh, 913-257-3991. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever you like to use. Type in Financially Fit in the search box of any of those apps and it'll pop right up there. Or you can find it all at Kyle's website, mocanwealth.com, M-O-K-A-N, wealth.com. And uh, that's going to do it this week for the podcast, my friend. Thanks so much for hanging out with me for a few minutes. Again, congratulations on the new baby. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yep, Thank you. We'll talk to you a little bit later, folks, here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt from Mocan Wealth Management. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.